Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Chasing Light Podcast, your favorite place and one of the only spaces where faith meets millennialism meets art. Your three favorite hosts are coming back at you for another episode, and it starts right now. Let's go. On the last episode of the Chasing Light podcast, we covered an extremely important topic about changing yourself and being mindful enough to be able to present that to God and to change yourself. If you did not listen to that episode, I'm going to strongly encourage you to go listen to it. But today, we here in this circle, we're talking about and honoring women who have inspired us, women who empower us. We have not shared notes before we got on this call because we wanted it to be fresh to our ears and to your listening ears, all the reactions and all of that stuff. So we went from mindfulness to saying, you know what, I'm gonna take all that mindfulness and all the strength and all the energy that I get from these women who inspire me and now I'm gonna honor them. And so that's what we're talking about on today's podcast. You know who we are. I'm Trisha Alicia. I am accompanied by my girl Embrace. What's up? Hey, hey. And the wordmeister herself in two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, or less. Complex Simplicity, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good, how y'all? Hey, you know Shantae has those dramatic plays, so I had to put the time limit on it because she has whole productions <laughs> inside of her head. So yeah, just had to put that out there. <laughs> Love it. So we are in honor of Women's History Month, International Women's Day was just a couple of days ago. Um, hopefully you found time to just speak life into a woman in your life. But here on this podcast on Chasing Light, we're going to shine a little light on the women who have inspired us. And I am kicking it off to complex. All right. So bet. Boom. The woman that I want to honor um, in, is my my granny my granny's like she's like the matriarch of my family the heart and it kind of seems like a sellout right like not a sellout but like a what's it called like when you just like do something because cop it's easy. out a cop out there you go my bad all right so it seems like a cop out right like <laughs> oh man that was easy like why like it's your granny duh but like um you know i really started thinking about like different stories that i would hear over the years and um you know looking at the traits of my mother and then you know mm. traits i picked up from my father's family i'm like man but like is this like who does all of this stuff stem from? It was in her, but where did it come from? And so, um, you know, my granny has scaled these incredible feats that I've had the pleasure of learning over the course of my life, like from walking to school 20 to 30 minutes just to go to school. Um, And, you know, all education, my whole life has always been big um, because she didn't have easy access to it. So like, if we don't want to go to school, she will always be like, you need to go to education. You need to go to school because that's eight hours of school that you now have missed. And I was like, bro, you always making a big deal out of it. But I just didn't understand the hunger that she had because she had to walk 30 minutes just to go get an education where, you know, I yeah. got bust or I got dropped off. And so when my easy. granny was a, right, when she was a teenager, about 15 or 16, uh, around 10th grade, she had to drop out of school um, because the family needed help uh, just with income. And so she mm-hmm. pretended to be her dad and, um, 
her dad had abandoned them when they were five years old. And so she was going to work in the fields and every day in the fields, they would basically, um, you know, do the roll call on the bus because they had to drive from wherever they, the pickup location was to the fields. And they would say like Robert Cormier and she would say, here, you know, yeah. she would use a man voice. Right. And um, <laughs> at the time, wow. the family was only living off of $86 a month. And so mm. um, my great grandmother, my mama, she had taken in uh, her siblings kids when they passed away. So she literally was raising like the whole family. And that's where my grandmother got wow. it from. My granny got it from my mama. And so, um, you know, um, women weren't allowed to work in the fields and she only became mm -hmm. discovered because she had to go away to use the bathroom. And that's how they figured wow. out something was weird. And they found out that she was a woman and she was using her dad's name. Um, in uh, December 19th of 1968. Dope. Right. Like, come on, man. Um, but wow. her brother actually worked in the fields with her and he was the lookout. That's why it lasted for so long. She was able to do it for like a year. Nice. Um, because come he was on, like the siblings. lookout <laughs> to make sure nobody caught them. Um, um, they moved from New Iberia, Louisiana to Cali in the, on December 19th, 1968. And she recalls remembering it so distinctly that day because her birthday was the next day. And on the train, um, going through Texas, they threw a little birthday party for her on the train. Oh, um, and the reason they had to so move sweet. was because my uncle, this is about my mom was about five years old. My uncle, um, well, she's about four. My uncle uh, was going blind and the doctors and specialists in Louisiana couldn't do anything for him. And the best surgeon they knew was in California. So they basically packed up my mama. She was super old. Wow. Uh, my mama was like 42 years old when she had my granny. So she was already old. She, you know, at this point, Aww. she's going on like, uh, you know, 50, 60 years old already. Um, and so she took my mama, she took my mom and uh, my uncle and they moved to California and then just thinking back, she ended up going back to school at 28 years old just to graduate, to get her degree. So she graduated mm -hmm. in 1971. And so just looking back at her life, like she's never backed down from adversity. And she's like the definition mm -hmm. of if there's a will, there's a way. And, <laughs> you know, on. maybe that's why I've committed myself to being a lifelong learner, like whether it's educational, whether it's ministry, whether it's creatively or just picking up a book or article. If I want to know something I don't know, it's like education mm -hmm. and family has always been ingrained in me because I see how inaccessible it was to her and that she took those two things and honored them the only way that she knew how, because that was also yeah. instilled in her. And so yeah. I think that's something that's, that's honorable and to be honored in you know, just looking at how family education are big in my lives. It's really because that's one of the things that's just part of my legacy. So, hey, well, hey man, I love that. She I, is a G. Yes. I learned Seriously. some new stuff about granny. Right. <laughs> Seriously, a nuck if you buck, like, come on, right. come over here if you want to. Like, Seriously. you're not going out into the field and still be soft at the same time. It's not happening. <laughs> no, no ma'am. It's not happening. No, ma'am. <laughs> Okay, Embrace, you're up next. All right, so I'm gonna, um, you know, when I first, when we first talked about the topic, you know, who are, who am I gonna honor? So there were so many great women to choose from. So two of my sheroes came to mind, Michelle Obama, Sarah Jakes mm -hmm. Roberts, two mm -hmm. women I love and look up to for many reasons. However, today I wanted to give flowers to a woman who is nearer and dearer to me, a woman I've learned so much from, She's an educator in which kids literally flock to her. Um, she was a single mother of four while pursuing her degree and working several jobs. She is a dime plus 99 and she ah. is none other than my mom, 
so oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of her for her tenacity, her resilience, her loyalty, and her confidence. Lazy, this lazy, compassionate lazy. woman would give me the shirt off her back, her last dollar, her right mm. arm. Well, maybe not her right arm. Maybe not her right arm. I was about no, to say, no, did she write with no, her right arm? No, I'm just kidding. No, for real, for real, if I really needed it, I think she would give it to me, low key. Because she's Aww. for real, like, seriously, I, I really believe that. I believe she would give me anything I asked for. And if it seemed crazy, she'd try to make it make a way anyway. So, um, but she's super courageous. She's bold. She's a go-getter. I've never seen her give up in anything. Actually, probably got my competitive spirit from her. Um, she might be a little bit more intense than me, but what can I say? She likes to win. So that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. She's an athlete. She's a poet, very creative. I remember vividly one birthday party. She made up a whole bunch of games for us to play. You know, like, you know, sometimes you go to a birthday party. It's like Pinatillo and a donkey or right. Bob for apples. I don't know who does those, those type of games, but we did not. So anyway, she made up games. It was super fun. <laughs> Uh, we had a ball. We had the best Christmases ever. She was very giving. Um, she's very mm. forgiving, actually. I used to think that was a flaw that I had, but, you know, we're called to be forgivers. Forgivers. I mean, we, how do we expect God to forgive us if we don't forgive others? But I will tell you, my mom is very forgiving and she's, um, she's always thinking about others. I appreciate how she loves what seems to be the unlovable. I had to mm. learn to appreciate that, though. She definitely... Mm-hmm stands firm and what, well i'll say i had to learn to appreciate that because i feel like mm, mama like for real for real mm, not that person but she nah. was she was the one that would you know she w- would visit the people in the prison or yeah the people that were less fortunate whatever i don't know like i appreciate that about her though um but yeah like i said she stands firmly in whatever she believes in she is not easily swayed at all uh, she's fearless in my eyes anyway. I, I don't think mm. she fears anything, to be honest. I always tell people she a beast. Don't cross her because she's yeah. a beast. But she can be the sweetest person ever. Um, I honestly wish that I possessed more of her confidence and her boldness to me. You know, mm. she may not know that, but I do. Um, she will feed you. She will clothe you and most definitely take you to church. She don't play about that you know if you stay the night over her house and you're a you minor come. you come in you she don't step over you to get to you know whatever uh-uh. no you're coming and she'll let you know before you you know try to stay the night mm. <laughs> y'all stay the night on a saturday night you're going to church the next day you better bring some clothes F-Y-I. um and let me say this it's easy to look at the flaws of a person that is very close to you just as easy as it is to look and see and acknowledge the successes of others, of strangers, mm. basically. So mm-hmm. um, my mom wasn't perfect as I am not at all, but she showed me strength. She was perfect for me in the sense that mm. God, you know, he doesn't make mistakes. So her perfect DNA produced me. <laughs> and I <laughs> and I know for a fact that she wants the best for me. I know she loves me and my brothers and sisters, her grandchildren. I know she has has made plenty of sacrifices for me she will fight for me i already know this but um because she like you want me to get them i'd be like no ma, i got it i right, well you just let me know like that's kind of how my mom like she might not have said she that said, I'll like, rock in a specific mine. situation right. no, she has she has before like it's like shantae i seen that you handled this so i didn't have to jump in you know you got it but anyway <laughs> i know she wants me and her children you know the rest of her children she wants us to do better 
not just Mm -hmm. wants the best for us, but she wants us to do better, be better. So mom, if you're listening, I love you to the moon. I appreciate you. I'm proud of you. And I would have written you a four page letter, but it's a short episode. But if I haven't said it before, this, these are your flowers, mom. Oh, you are the best. Um, you mean so much to me more than I know, more than I've known. So I honor you today and forever, always and forever. And I know everybody feels this way about their mom. Maybe, maybe, you know, not everybody to some, to some degree, to some degree. And like, Oh, it's your mom. No, I feel like we don't say it enough to our moms or we don't show it enough to Mm -hmm. our moms, everybody else out there. But anyway, I just wanted to honor my mom on this day. Yeah. You know, that, that's cool. And I felt like we were trending we as a as as hosts were tre- were trending in a direction which is why I said at the top of the episode if you did not hear yeah. me I said we did not talk about this before we got on this episode we had our marching orders it's international yeah. women's history it's women's history month it's international women's day just recently Mm-hmm. You know, let's talk about it. Let's find somebody that we can, you know, give some flowers to and and figure it out. And I just the oneness of spirit. I know. I feel like I said, well, she's gonna be the tiebreaker because now she's either gonna choose her mom or her grandmother. Like, which way is it going? Like, which way? Okay, so I'm gonna do it like this. I'm gonna tell you guys a story, and at the end, if you haven't figured it out, well. No, you will figure it out because of some of the context clues if you listen correctly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. All right. So here we go. The person I want to honor was born in a somewhat large family in a very small town. She didn't know this, but a year before she was born, the last, I'm going to say super great patriarch of the family died. And I say super great because when he died, like they had an article in the newspaper about him like dying. So the rest of the people, they didn't have like newspaper articles. And I will say the way the newspaper article was written, it didn't feel like it was just an obituary announcement. So that's why I say last super great patriarch. Mm. So that was the year before she was born. And what nobody could expect is that the Great Depression was coming. And so to boot, they were black. And I feel like all of these circumstances formed her rugged, you do it because you have to, you do it because of your family and you do it with as much excellence as you can muster outlook on life. Industrious, she used what she had to accomplish and get things that she wanted. Admittedly, she would dance on a city street, similar to how you see street performers dancing on the street or playing on the street now, especially in Nashville, for money. And she did this until one of her uncles politely called her full entire name out from within the crowd. And I can just put myself there. Oh my god! Like I'm getting ready to do my, <laughs> you know, I'm getting at the apex. And then I hear my whole entire name. <laughs> yeah. So uh-huh. her burgeoning <laughs> career as an entertainer, definitely done. <laughs> <laughs> It was blown out. But all hope was not lost for the colored girl trying to etch out an existence in the 30s and across the 40s. She would take her talents from the street stage to the page, creating beautiful poems that would inspire those who read it or who read them. Excuse me. 
She was trapped by housewife duties in the 40s and then single motherhood in the 60s, but she would stand on picket lines with young children being arrested with her children, showing them that you stand up for what you believe in. With only a ninth grade formal education, she still got her poems published. With children who linked their faith to her because she was the sole provider, she worked long hours at underpaid jobs because she did what she had to do. With the firm hope, she served in her local church. She served her community. She often, to the anger of a lot of people around her, would give gifts that she got away to people, whether... I mean, I don't know if those people use them or not, but she would often give gifts away, um, suits and things that people were trying to bless her with um, because she felt like that was her call, that was her mission, and that they could use those items more than she could. And after all of this life, she firmly rested in the arms of her savior. She was a living example of when they count you out, you clock yourself in and you do what you got to do. And she was my grandmother, Margaret Esther (laughs) Johnson Thompson. Yeah, she I feel like she was a femme de forest because she came from a long line of strong ancestors. The more I learn about these women, the more I see um, subtlety, some loved expensive. Well, not loved expensive things, but, you know, you're hosting embroidering parties. Okay, ma'am. Do it. <laughs> um, people got married at their house. Like, I don't know those people these days. I don't know people who are like, can I get married at your house, please? Um, right. But, you know, these were some of the the matriarchs that came in my line. And I'm like, you had to be keeping a great home. Uh, for some, her accomplishments and achievements might seem small. But for me, she was my very first best friend and will always be my shero because of the way she moves through trials. And she still found a way to shine in spite of her circumstances. Yes. And in that. light of what everything everybody said today, I want to share a Toni Morrison quote. She said, our ancestors are an ever widening circle of hope. I love that. And I'm going to tag another quote on the tail end of that. To forget our ancestors is to be a river without source and a tree without roots. Mm. So happy Mm. Women's History Month. Happy happy Women's History Month. Happy Women's History Month. I love it. Yeah. So whether you glitter, glow, illuminate, or shine, just keep Keep chasing chasing that light. Keep chasing the light. Love you. This episode was brought to you by the Chasing Light host, Trisha Alicia, Complex Simplicity and Embrace. The research was done by our family history, duh. No, just kidding. There's no research done for today's show. However, you can find past shows on your favorite podcast platform. The music you hear was done by Brozart. And until next time, keep shining bright, you light chasers.